Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. This is part two in a series of the laws of success. You know, success does not come just by chance or by the fact that we're born or the fact that we have an education or the fact that we come from a wealthy family or we come from a working family, a middle-class family, a poor family. You know, success does not come by just virtue of who we are or what we are or where we are in life and circumstances surrounding our life. Work comes by a diligent um, application of our life. Success comes from the diligent application of work and various areas of life that will bring about a, uh, an achievement level, a success level. It's by virtue of doing, it's by virtue of engaging, it's by virtue of being involved that success comes, not just by being somebody. Remember, success defined along with happiness is a balance in life with financial success, occupational success, and your social relationship success. In part one of this series, we look at the laws concerning wisdom. Because wisdom is, is essential for success to be achieved. You cannot have a level of success unless you look upon what you do with a degree of wisdom, a degree of knowledge, a degree of study, you know, things that you have looked at and you understand. But success also comes by virtue of planning. You plan ahead for it. Success comes by virtue of having a vision and applying that vision and focusing on that vision and pursuing that vision, you know, and so on. So I refer you to part one of the series of the five laws we looked at related to wisdom and how that promotes and generates and leads down the path to success. Okay, now, in part two, I'd like to look at the laws of work. The laws of work, very important. Here's five laws that relate to the laws of work and will bring about success as we apply these particular laws of work. You know, there are two principles in life. One is studying and one is work. Now, studying is a form of work. Just, just remember that. Because when you actually engage in an activity, we know it as work, you have to have a background of information. You have to have a background of knowledge. You have a background of skill. You have to have learned a certain skill. You have to learn earlier abilities and proving yourself in, early, in ways that you can handle that particular job. So studying itself is stage one of work. Stage two is work itself, where you actually apply what you know and produce some kind of a product, produce some kind of a result, make some kind of a change, bring about some kind of improvement in life. So you have to look at studying as part of your work, and it's not just going to school and wasting time. It's actually preparing yourself for a life of work, which will then bring you into a life of of success. Now work obviously means you have to have confidence in what you do. You have to have a dedication 
to what you do. If you have confidence that it will produce, that it will, that you will succeed in it, that you'll like it, that you'll enjoy it, that you'll do well in what you undertake. But also you have to have a dedication to work. You, you commit to it. You really involve yourself into it, and you, uh, it becomes part of you. It becomes part of your DNA. That's when work becomes a profession and more than just a job. That's when work becomes a, uh, a lifestyle, not just a job. But work also requires persistence. You start out and you persist and you persist and you persist to the very end. We don't call that retirement because work goes well beyond retirement. You apply your skills and your abilities in a number of ways. You have to retire from a type of employment that you have. Now, that's the law of work. Also, you have to have the law of courage in relation to work. That is the willingness to take a risk, the willingness to do something new, the willingness to take on a new task, the willingness to pursue a new goal, a willingness to pursue a higher level of employment, willingness to pursue a supervisor or manager or a professional level of work rather than just line work or basic day-to-day uh, -day employment. In other words, there's a risk factor that one must take, and that requires courage. There's a calculated risk. There's an initiative that is required there, and you move on with a degree of courage that you can do it. You can do it more. You can do it better. You can do more of it. You can work at a higher level. You can succeed at a higher level. Anais Inn made this statement. Life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. You see, courage opens the door. It kind of opens the window for us to move forward and look beyond. Or we close that window and we just stay in our own little world that we've been in for a long time. Work also requires resilience, the law of resilience. Here's the law of resilience. It's a matter of staying with something. Victory for any game must be achieved, but it only comes by persistent and resiliency. Resilience means you're going to have tough spots along the way. You're going to have a tough go. It's a row of hoda. It's going to be tough. There's going to be problems. There's going to be adversaries. There's going to be failures. There's going to be people who are out to get you, people who are not in your favor. There'll be jobs that will be very hard to employ and very hard to do and to achieve. Skills that will be very hard to learn. See, that all has to do with adversary. Being an adversary. You've got to think that in every single job there's an adversary. There are people, there's circumstances, there's times, and there's the occupation or the profession or the uh, job itself to be adversarial to you. In other words, asking you to do something you don't like, asking you to do something you can't do, asking you to do something that would be hard to do. But you know, when a survey was done of 100,000 people to understand why they made it and others didn't, this is one of the factors that came out of that survey. You have to deal with adversary, people in adversarial situations. It's not just intelligence quotient. You've got to have intelligence. That's true to be successful. But you also have emotional intelligence. That's kind of social intelligence. The ability to be empathetic, to be compassionate, to be caring, to be, have a sense of responsibility, to have a sense of achievement, persistence.
That's the thing on a social intelligence. But you also have to have, to have this adversarial, uh, adversarial quotient, which means you can persist when it's tough. When the going gets tough, you persist. Going gets tough will certainly be there in every job, in every circumstance, for everybody. But some just kind of melt under that circumstance. But you need to move forward. Deal with it, resolve it, forget it, and move on. You learn from your mistakes, if you will. You learn from the tough times that come along in your life. And then there's a law of joy that relates to work. The law of joy. You know, in everything, in everything, there's something that's fun. In everything, there's something that makes you laugh. In everything, there's something that gives you a sense of joy. Even though it's tough, and even though it's hard, and even though it's agonizing, and even though it's discouraging, and defeating, and depressing. But you know, joy comes every morning. Joy comes every day, somewhere. Somewhere in your day, joy comes. You need to find that sense of joy in your work, in your relationships at work, in your task at work, in the product that you produce, the service you provide. Find in every single day a sense of joy in what you do. Get a little laugh out of what you do and share that with someone else. St. Francis of Assisi made this statement. Start by doing what is necessary, then doing what is possible, and suddenly you're doing what is impossible. And that's where the joy comes. When you find that you are now doing something that you thought was impossible, you get a laugh out of that. But it starts by doing what is necessary. And it goes on to what is possible. And that will lead you to do the impossible. And then lastly, the law of recharging. Very, very critical law related to work and eventually to success. Recharging is taking a day and resting. Taking a day and breaking the monotony. Taking a day and breaking the routine. Making sure that you have a Sabbath in your week. It could be Sunday. It could be Saturday. You may take a Sabbath on some other day. Sabbath is a day of rest. So get that in the seven days of your week. Somewhere that you slow things down and you quiet things down and you establish some kind of a day of rest. Let your body do a little bit of rest. But also recharging comes from exercise. Make sure your day has a little bit of exercise in it. Make sure your week has an ex a little day, a little time of exercise as well. People who go to the gym get the most benefit if they go at least three times a week, perhaps four times a week. But it's important that you recharge your batteries a couple times a week. You recharge yourself maybe an hour a day so that you just have a little break. But once a year, have a little bit longer break. My recommendation to professional people, people who work a pretty intense schedule, pretty intense intellectual schedule, for those people it's important that you extend your time off so that you can actually enjoy a a major break or a real break or a, a definite break in your daily routine. Get out of that routine and live above your work level that you do every single day. Do something different. Do something creative. 
do something that will stretch your mind and take you into a different direction. So it's possible. So in other words, the laws of success are many. Some of those you already do, you do well. Some of those you don't do very well, and you need to learn how to do that. So here, that's why we're going through these different laws of success. And um, you didn't catch part one, I recommend that you listen to part one. And now I'll pick up part two as well. Okay, nice to have you with me, and bye for now.